Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be another trip into the wonderful madness of Reddit.com, of course. You know that Reddit is a place where people get together and sort of share hot links and hot topics and upvote and downvote and circle jerk, which is a you know term for people of like-minded philosophies upvoting themselves. Just so it's that kind of a place. And you can always find a lot of uh, very interesting discussions going on, as I have showcased before. I've done an episode about... Reddit stories of people shitting on themselves, or the worst place you took a shit. I think that was it. And then embarrassing stories, and you know, the usual things. So Reddit is a great place to read stories of people sharing true stories from their life. And this episode will be no different, I promise you. There you have it. A contract. Promised. So this episode is going to be some anecdotal stories from people and a great topic started by a Reddit member known as B. Hyken. I'm going to pronounce it that way. It could be Bicken, but B. Hyken is how I'll pronounce it. And that's the OP of this post in the subreddit, which is what they're called instead of threads, really. Or I guess this is a thread in the subreddit, but instead of subforums, they have subreddits. You get the idea. Have you never been to Reddit? You should hurry with no undue amount of haste. I don't even know if that sentence made sense. Anyway, so this episode of Lou Reads is reading from Reddit in the Ask Reddit subreddit in a thread posted by B. Hyken <laughs> entitled Former Groupies of Reddit. What was your experience? Brackets NSFW. And of course, that stands for not safe for work. And many of these stories will be salacious. So if you're playing this at your job out loud for your coworkers to hear, and they all just turned to be like, that's us, we're listening. Know that this will probably get you fired or at least some sort of admonition if you continue to listen to it without headphones. If you're on the train or uh, commuting some other way, good for you. Commuting is the way to go. Working from home, that's for the birds. Anyway, so the title is Former Groupies of Reddit. What was your experience? And the original post goes like this. Obviously, I'm not asking for names of rock stars, but I was thinking that if we hear stories about how many hundreds and even thousands of women these rock stars had sex with, there have to be some with a story or two. I'm going to go ahead and make this NSFW to be on the safe side. And why Ryda writes, I managed a venue for quite a long time. In 2004 or 2005, we booked Ryan Dunn and Don Vito's rock tour. Brackets, for some reason. After the show, it turned into a huge coke party. I was sitting on a sectional couch in the large green room while two moronic girls were giving Don Vito, skin tags and all, head for quite a while about three feet away from me. This was one of the most disturbing things I have ever seen. And Max Power 1234 writes, A girl I used to have an on-again, off-again fling with had sex with Darius Rucker. Brackets, Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. He said he was a fantastic lay, a perfect gentleman, and even sang to her in the morning as he made her breakfast. On the way out, he thanked her for being a good host and said she had a lovely house. And Copper North adds, Not groupie, but production manager here. Working Alejandro Escovedo concert a few years ago, and there were two young teenage girls in attendance wearing homemade shirts with his name all over it. During the solo acoustic opening act, he invited the girls on stage because it was one of their birthdays. After he played a song, they exited side stage and ran back to Alejandro's dressing room. When they barged in, they saw him doing cocaine. He yelled at them to leave, and they spent the rest of the concert crying at the entrance, waiting to get picked up. 
And Smark underscore Henry writes, Not me. I'm lucky to ever even get with a... <laughs> not me. I'm lucky to ever even get with non-celebrities, but a pretty good friend of mine had sex with Jennifer Coolidge, brackets Stifler's mom, this year. He's only 27 and she's 52, so the quote-unquote prowling cougar character she's famous for may be kind of accurate. He gets embarrassed if you bring it up, but I'm like, dude, you banged the quintessential MILF. There's an entire genre of porn named after the term that person popularized. Own up to it with pride. And Melissa Marie writes, Followed my favorite band on MySpace. Was absolutely obsessed. Constantly watched their videos on demand. Lurked the shit out of them at concerts. Started talking to the bassist on MySpace one day. He got me into their show and we spent all night in a cemetery talking. We made out, but he had a girlfriend, so I stopped talking to him. A few months later, he called me. Told me he broke up with her because he couldn't stop thinking about me. I moved from Utah to New York to be with him, and six years later, we were married. I will never tell him how obsessed with his band I was. Never. And Bob Dole's Potato writes... Friend of a roommate's mother fucked... <laughs> what? Friend of a roommate's mother fucked DMX. We got his number from her cell phone, but his answering machine message was just him barking for 30 seconds. And you're kind of a dick wrote, My ex-girlfriend fucked half of the Buffalo Sabres circa 2006. And Camelia Sinzis writes, Is your ex-girlfriend the Ottawa Senators? And Shady Hawkins writes, I don't watch hockey, but I really like this joke. And Ask a Sadist adds, I used to look and dress like the lead singer of Disturbed. Seriously, I could have been his double. Lip piercings and all. I went to one of their shows and waited outside afterwards for the band to come through. He paused and took a double take at me. Shook my hand and said he spotted me in the crowd. He was probably lying, but in a few pictures from that night, it did look like he was looking right at me. Anyway, after they went off in their bus, a smoking hot groupie came up and talked to me for a while and ended up taking me back to her place for sex. Not the same, but one of my top three moments in life. And Mia Thermopolis writes, I knew a girl who had sex with Ron White. Brackets, I know, right? Shudder. She said, quote unquote, it was very pink when referring to his dong, but said he smoked her out with some super dank weed and had a fat stash to boot. I ended up meeting him while I was working at a bar downtown that I worked at. I gave him my number because why the hell not? It's not like I'm ever going to see him again. He texted me a little while later saying he was waiting for his flight at the airport and asked me to send him naked pics. I didn't, but I had a nice laugh about the whole thing. And the insane unicorn adds, Ron White came in the bar that I worked at already drunk and kept badgering a group of girls sitting at the bar to come back to his hotel room with him for some fun. They declined and he got angry and said they should at least flash their tits at him if they didn't want to go to his hotel. He got thrown out pretty quick. And Smelly Mickey writes, A few years ago, a woman I worked with always bragged about how she slept with Steven Tyler when she was 18. Brackets, she's probably in her late 40s, early 50s now. According to her, they still talk on the phone about once a year. Not sure if that's true, though. And this is not productive ads. My mom used to, quote-unquote, party with Steven Tyler as well. A.K.A. my mom did drugs with Steven Tyler and definitely sucked his penis. And Harley Quinn writes, At the club I work at several years ago, brackets maybe five, Kid Rock came in one night after playing downtown. Well, he hit it off with one dancer named Destiny. They went back to his tour bus where they got fucked up and did they deed. She supposedly hung out with him for a week, and apparently he likes rough anal. So there's that. Edit, LOL, I love the comments, and I'm pretty sure it was giving. Most of the comments are inferring that, that Kid Rock was receiving the anal with a strap-on. And Poliskin627 writes, I had sex with Brian Bell from Weezer when they were touring in Manitoba. Great guy. He played the Say It Ain't So solo for me. And D.I.B.A. writes, 
My friend's cousin dated Derek Jeter for a while and had keys to his apartment. According to the story, she entered one day to find him butt-ass naked on his couch, watching highlights of himself and bumping his chest with his fist, saying, quote-unquote, Yeah, Jeets, yeah! And OS Magic writes, I actually kind of believe this, only because one of my friends claims that he knew a girl that went back to Derek Jeter's place one night and proceeds to go down on him. As she performed, Jeter put his hand on her head and said, Yeah, Jeets, yeah! Yeah, Jeets! As she kept going, I believed it was a soft, quote-unquote, yeah, jeets, as opposed to a screaming, bumping, quote-unquote, yeah, jeets, but it's close enough. I never knew if it was true, but if someone unrelated has another, quote-unquote, yeah, jeets story, it is gaining some validity to me. And Gogo Plata 12 writes, I wasn't a groupie, but when I was younger, I was a bellboy at a very nice hotel. I was hit on quite a bit by older women, sometimes men too. I never thought about doing anything with any of these women since I had a girlfriend pretty steadily my whole time working there. One night after I had just broken up with my GF, I was working 3 to 11 and heading home. When I get very aggressively hit on by Brett Butler as she was coming out of our bar. I was dead sober and I had no reason to do this. I had turned down offers from better looking women and men, but I did it. I went up to her room and had sex that involved way too much kissing and not enough background noise. I came in two days later for my shift and found an envelope. She left me a $60 tip when she checked out. A 50 and a 10. Odd. TLDR, I nailed Grace under fire. And Juniper Logic adds, Took me way to a couple of rereads and a Google search to realize you weren't talking about Brett Butler, the baseball player. And Make Me a Steak adds, You got to bang Brett Butler and she gave you 60 bucks? You are one lucky bastard. I would have been in heaven. I have a Brett Butler fetish. It started when I was 15. I was watching Grace Under Fire with my mom and the entire time I couldn't stop thinking about how beautiful she was. Her gorgeous eyes were enough to give me a raging heart on. To the point where I was so horny. <laughs> what? It got to the point where I was so horny that I had to rub one out halfway through every episode. I would head to the washroom, sit on the toilet bowl, close my eyes, and imagine her in a sexy red dress crawling towards me on her knees. Every time I got to the part where she would take my pants off, I would come. I could never last long enough to imagine her naked. To this day, whenever Grace Under Fire or Brett Butler is brought up in conversation, I begin to get a boner. And B-L-L-E-W-E writes, I don't even know, and B-U writes... I work with a woman who told me lots of stories about how she used to actively try to sleep with touring heavy metal bands back in the 80s. She once got banged in a wardrobe by a guy called Johnny Rod from the band Wasp. Apparently, he had a small cock and lasted about two minutes. She said the vast majority of the guys she fucked were disappointing, but she loved being able to talk about it afterwards. She's filth. I love her. And groupie throwaway ads blew the drummer of a reasonably big 90s punk rock group in the back of their tour bus. I was young and dumb and had terrible aim, so he ended up coming all o- <laughs> I was young and dumb and had terrible aim, so he ended up coming all over his shirt. On my way out, I was introduced to the rest of the band. I ended up shaking all their hands. It was awkward. He and I keep in touch occasionally, but we'll go years without talking. He set me up with backstage passes once when he was in town, and he actually toured me around when I had a 10-hour layover in his city. 7 out of 10. Not bad. And JB8 adds, A friend of mine banged Stefan Jenkins, the lead singer of Third Eye Blind. She was front row at a concert at the college she went to. He told her to come backstage after the show and picked two other random girls too. After getting a closer look at them, he picked her and took her back to his trailer. I heard it was sweaty and he was really fucked up. Brackets, but what did you expect? It always kind of made me squirm how he narrowed down the girls, looked them over, and picked his favorite like he was shopping for a sweater at The Gap. Edit, this was about four-ish years ago. And Gecko Cujo writes, My ex-wife and her friend hooked up with members of the Bloodhound Gang after a show in Denver. She still has an autographed cap from the day. I didn't find out about this until I was already her boyfriend, and I felt it would have been a bit shallow to break up with her for it, but seriously, 
the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> and the Fanny Craddock writes, Finally, a thread I have to make a throwaway for. So, a bit of background info. I worked as a barmaid in various pubs in Camden Town for five years when it was Indie Central, so I got to hang around with lots of bands. I got to know the Libertines fairly well just after Up the Bracket had been released and had a thing going on with Carl for a bit. He did tons of coke, and he dumped me for a 15-year-old girl. Julian Casablancas has a huge dick, but was usually too fucked up to get hard. Slept with Matt from the Arctic Monkeys. Pretty average in bed, but a great lad. Not me, but a friend slept with Johnny Borrell. She said he was shit and kicked her out at 7 a.m. because his girlfriend was coming over. Edit. I feel like I've given the boys here a bad rap. Carl, for all his sins, was a lovely man. He was just very, very romantic. He fell in love with almost every girl he saw, which meant he was always chasing after a new girl. He also had a very strange relationship with Peter, and I'd say he loved him more than he'd ever love any girl. Julian is an incredible person. He has so much energy and positivity. He was always spontaneous and exciting and made you have a good time no matter what. Unfortunately, he just drank too much to have good sex with. Matt is down to earth. Good northern lad. He's really funny and has quite a dark sense of humor. I'll always think of him fondly. Johnny Burrell is a dick, though. And Big Manly Beast Girl writes, My friends and I tried to be groupies one year. We went to see a music festival and were staying in the same hotel as all these bands. We were at the bar with the Strokes, Metallica, various other bands, when Julian went to the bathroom and my friend was going to follow him in. That's when I knew I wasn't creepy and slash or slutty enough to follow through. It was quite pathetic, really. I'd rather have just chatted and drank with them. And Powell and Pressed Murder writes, This will get buried, but it's a hilarious story and hopefully someone will read it. My good friend's ex-girlfriend is really good friends with a girl... Okay. That was way into trying to fuck musicians. Like, this was her thing, and she was good at it. One night, John Mayer rolled through town during one of his tours. After his show, said friend of ex-girlfriend made her way backstage and got invited to hang out with John. Again, this is her thing, and she's good at it. Pretty uneventful shit so far, but apparently at some point during their encounter, her and John started to make out fairly heavily. This eventually led to, in the heat of the moment, John leaning into this girl's ear and whispering, quote-unquote, Let me see your fucking butthole. Word for word, this is brackets apparently what was said. I don't know if said butthole was ever shown to Mr. Mayer, but I'd like to think it was. TLDR, John Mayer has an asshole fetish. And scared off and girls writes, I've made a throwaway because One Direction fans terrify me. I'm from New York and was back in Chelsea on break from College Up North. I visited my favorite cupcake shop and ran into Harry Styles. Brackets, you don't get to be a 20-year-old American girl without recognizing the band members of One Direction. I tipped him off that the red velvet cupcakes were the best of the lot and made an exit. This shop is on a pretty quiet street. Brackets, one of the old cobbled ones. The few, the proud. So I turned around when I I heard, quote-unquote, excuse me, there was Harry, recommended cupcake in hand. He walked to the end of the block with me, and there was a car waiting for him. I thought seriously about going home, but I was pretty sure this was the kind of adventure that doesn't happen twice. So I got in when he offered. We drove around for a while behind tinted windows, talking casually, and eventually ended up at his hotel. We got out with the security guy that had been sitting in the front seat and told the driver to take me a couple blocks away, giving me directions to find his handler in the hotel. It was honestly surreal, and I thought he was being a little bit ridiculous until I saw the literal mob of teenage girls at the front door. I worked my way through the crowd, brackets, nobody stopped me because I wasn't with Harry. Surprisingly, his slightly vague directions panned out and ended up in his suite. We had great conversations, good sex, and excellent champagne, at which point he needed to leave for some facet of his job, so I headed out of the hotel outside past the mob of fans. It was really a bizarre experience, and ultimately I feel bad for him after witnessing all the smoke and mirrors that went into a casual afternoon. He seemed like a good guy, and I hope he's doing well, but I have no desire for a repeat. I'm a really private person, and I'm unwilling to take the risk of my name or picture leaking. 
edit. Oh my God, the number of penis-specific questions. He had a slightly larger than average, brackets in my experience, which honestly isn't vast, dick. It wasn't covered in glitter and it didn't smell like sunflowers. Just a pretty normal penis that he put to pretty good use. And Sleep Talkers adds, Obligatory, quote-unquote, not me, but I have a female friend who met and hooked up with a very well-known baseball player a few years ago. In the morning, he was gone when she woke up, but his assistant or someone gave this gift bag full of expensive shit, brackets, like an iPod, designer sunglasses, etc., and some high-end gift cards on her way out of his place, along with a note that said, quote-unquote, thanks for a great night, or something along those lines. She said he was a perfect gentleman. Apparently, from what I've heard, this is a pretty regular thing. All his one-night stands get a goodie bag. Edit. Whoa, inbox explosion. I'm not going to say who it was, but I will say that surprisingly enough, apparently, the dude who drilled my friend was not Derek Jeter. I mean, I'm not the biggest Jeter fan, brackets Sox fan here, but autographed pictures after sex really sounds kind of douchey. Anyway, I should also add that she thought the quote-unquote parting gifts were a little creepy and weird. She says she didn't keep them, but gave them as gifts to family slash friends. He was completely down-to-earth slash charming slash gentleman-like during the whole evening beforehand, of course, making the awkward morning after routine a little unexpected. Edit 2 some wording. And sorry about later ads. I've been in several shitty, somewhat famous bands. One night we were playing a show, and in the crowd on my side of the stage is the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Fucking perfect. It was almost impossible to play the whole show without just staring at her the whole time, but somehow I made it to the end. After the show, I was on the bus changing out of my stage clothes when the guitar tech says, quote unquote, there's someone out here asking for you. Tell them I'll be out later. Then the tech said, quote unquote, I think you better go out there now. So I step off the bus and there she is, a million times more beautiful up close. She runs up to me, throws her arms around me, and then whispers into my ear, quote unquote, my husband thinks you are beautiful. Brackets, I'm a male, BTW. I guess she was trying to hook up a three-way. But I'm not into having another dude in the mix. I will admit, though, she was so beautiful that my brain was scrambling to find an excuse to go through with it. But I just couldn't do it. I still think about her sometimes. And Ave Maria writes, Fuck throwaways. This is the internet. I squeezed through thousands of fans at a Rammstein show all the way to the front only to be pulled out from the swarming, sweaty, moshing crowd and led to a designated groupie hanging area. I got the front row out of this world experience of seeing Rammstein from three feet away. Then I met Till... It felt like fate brought me to him and his fireman hose penis. Though it feels really wrong to have enjoyed it, it makes a pretty awesome story. And the fact that I did not get an STI or a baby, amen. And Urgency writes, My ex fucked Riff Raff. Can't offer many details. On account of the fact that I hate her a lot. But me and him are now Eskimo brothers, so that's kind of cool. And Groupie Throwaway 2 writes, I was at a bachelor party a few years ago in Vegas, and we were golfing when a ranger came up and asked if we minded if a VIP played through. Of course we didn't care. And up drove the cart, and Arnold Schwarzenegger got out. Big stogie and everything. He was super cool, thanked us, and asked what we were doing in town. As he's teeing up, he says, quote-unquote, Ah ha ha, bachelor party. Lots of blowjobs, right? We're trying not to lose our shit and get a collective answer along the lines of, uh, quote unquote, yeah, Arnold, lots of blowjobs. Smiling to himself, Arnold smacks his drive straight down the fairway and turns to us and says, quote unquote, how did they taste? <laughs> then he got into his cart and they drove off laughing. It was awesome. Mega Movie Critic writes, I'm a dude, so not me, but my female friend had sex with a very famous Formula One driver a couple of years ago. He had a house in my hometown, and he would frequent our local cocktail bar, brackets, which was a dump BTW, on the off-season. She met him there on a Saturday night, and as you can expect, he got a lot of attention because he is world-famous racing driver in our relatively small town. So he kept it cool at first, just being friendly, bought her some drinks and the like, keeping himself inconspicuous. This would have been relatively normal as he got himself a reputation for being a nice guy. He would always buy rounds for people and shit like that. When 
the bar closed for the night, he invited her back to his house. They went back to his place, and inevitably they had sex. He offered for her to spend the night, and she slipped over. A couple of hours later, he woke her up to bang her again, which they did. Then when they woke up in the morning, they had sex again, and he jizzed on her face. He let her take a shower, and then he gave her a lift home. I would also like to note that during the time, he had a super hot girlfriend. I mean, really hot. And no offense to my friend, she's pretty and all, but this dude's girlfriend was smoking like supermodel level of hot. TLDR, world famous race driver, has a reputation for being a really nice guy with a super hot girlfriend, bangs my friend three times, and jizzes on her face. And Cranberry94 writes, A friend of mine used to be really proud of her one night stand with Chris Brown back in 2007. Now, not so much. And my God writes, my ex-girlfriend was a bit of a dirtbag. After we broke up, she blew that guy from the Lost Prophets and the chubby one from the band Something Talent. Johnny Talent? Shit, I don't know. They had a video with tons of red flags. Wonder how she feels about Lost Prophets guy now with all the revelations about his private life. Edit. Guys, I know about the baby rape thing. I get it. That's what I was talking about. Revelations, private life, baby rape. Please stop asking me if I know about it. And Big Easy Blonde writes, I created a throwaway just for this question. Not much of a big deal, but I live in New Orleans. We are pretty used to seeing all sorts of celebrities all the time. A heck, a bunch actually call our city home. So needless to say, it's pretty common to be out and see someone famous. About eight years ago, I was at a block party during Mardi Gras, and a male friend that I was with happened to spot a basketball player from the 76ers. He pretty much stood out from the crowd, being every bit of 6'11". He approached me, and we started chatting. Next thing I know, we are in his hotel room bumping uglies. We exchanged numbers, and we hung out the entire week he was in town. After he left, we actually kept in touch, and we still talk to this day. He no longer plays for the NBA due to an injury. But I can honestly say it was some of the best sex I have had to date. And he was pretty well endowed. <laughs> and JXL14 writes, I was at a John Mayer concert, and me and a friend were invited backstage to quote-unquote hang out. When we got back there, he asked us if we were okay with him fisting either of us. When we said no, he laughed at us, called us ugly, and kicked us out. And Chet Beeson writes, Grandmother used to quote-unquote party with Hank Williams Sr. and was an extra in Porky's. And Encarta94 writes, My friend and I were invited out to a backstage with the rap group Flatbush Zombies after the show. They just smoked weed and hung out. It was really casual, even though one of the promoters was freaking out about the amount of people in the room. We got asked if we wanted to go back to the hotel with them, but I had a job interview, bracket, and a boyfriend the next day, so I thought it would be a bad idea. My friend went, slept with one of the guys. She told me that it was actually really boring and that those guys aren't that interesting. They just smoked more weed and talked about nothing. They thought my friend was annoying, which I found funny. I was disappointed, though. I really liked Flatbush Zombies. And it's Lolo writes, not me, but one of my ex-girlfriends. She was friends with a lot of people, very social and outgoing. She was friends with a ska band and would go to all their shows. Well, I found out she slept with one of them. When I asked her about it, she told me she slept with all of them. This was a 15-member group. Broke up with her and got tested ASAP. And Combustion Bustion writes, In 2005, I was approached by the frontman of a very large rock band on MySpace. We talked for months during the European leg of their tour. When they came to the States, he asked to meet up. I had no way of knowing if the dude I was talking to for almost half a year was real. The whole relationship was online. And I said, fuck it, let's meet. Which we did at a titty bar. He was bringing quote-unquote friends with him. I was expecting slash hoping he was BFFs with the frontmen of my favorite bands and they would be the additional guests to the most rocking night of my life. They ended up being two hot-as-fuck Asian girls that he was anticipating me to be down with having a four-way with, which I would have been 100% down for had it just been one of the girls. One had the personality of a lamp. We left the titty bar in a waiting limo that had been in the parking lot for a good two hours with his dog inside it. Little mini foo-foo dog, too. Definitely taken aback by that. Arrived back at the swanky hotel, and he and the lampshade started fucking around, and she literally yipped like a chihuahua while getting fucked. 
it was unbearable. Fast forward to his attention changing to me, super drunk me. I bit him, as I lovingly do sometimes, out of super arousal and drunkenness. He tells me sternly not to, but I'm drunk as shit and super turned on, so I forgot to and do it again. He peeled me off him and yelled at me one of the most disturbing and sad things ever, his reasonings as to not wanting to be bit. It was heart-wrenching and made sense of every disturbing fucking lyric I had until that moment loved. Instantly called my bet friend to pick me up and waited in the parking lot until she arrived. I can't even listen to this band anymore in the same way. I used to worship them. I would recommend never meeting slash banging your idol because if slash when it turns out lame, it ruins the awesome pedestal you had them on before. Though I can't act like it isn't a great story to have in my book of life. 23-year-old me had rock stars approaching her and was fucking crazy. And finally, glad you don't know me ads. I had sex with Bjork. She is really hairy. So... What do you think about these stories? How many of them are real? (laughs) There are many more stories, and I'm sure before this thread is finished, it's a relatively recent thread, maybe about a week old, I'm sure there'll be plenty more. Quite a few mentions of John Mayer and his debauchery. That baby-faced, tattooed weirdo. Have you been approached by John Mayer to either be, let's see, what did I say? Fisted? Have your butthole put on display? And there was something else. I don't remember what the other one was, but uh, sounds bored. Sounds possible. I believe it. I believe every story because I am super gullible. Have I had any close encounters with rock stars? Not really. I've met my fair share of famous people, but never in a sexual context. But please feel free to share with me all your debaucherous famous people stories. I do remember someone I know. I met uh, Soleil Moonfry or quote-unquote Punky Brewster when I was visiting a friend once. At his job, which was a, he was the, uh, one of the creators of Zoo York as his office. And when I, I met Soleil Moonfry, which was kind of a funny thing. I was like, oh, hello. Nice to meet you, whatever. And later I told that story to someone else and they were like, oh yeah, she gave me a blowjob at this party. That's about as close as I've gotten <laughs> to famous people boning. But, uh, what else? Some of the stories are pretty funny. Now, there, I skipped over a lot of, uh, ones that were sort of just really depressing. There was one about David Cross and people were asking if he was funny and they were like, no, he's very serious. Which is basically what people say about David Cross. He doesn't like to be approached. I had to look up who Ron White was, in case you were wondering. Ron White is one of the guys from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. So, if you like jokes about potato salad and just being, a, just being a regular Joe, you might want to have sex with that guy. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I thought it was pretty entertaining. What else? I was inspired to read this while I'm still editing the last episode. So, by the time this one comes out, ugh. I've had this one in the in the fucking chamber for like a couple of weeks. Oh man, I'm ahead of the game. Merry Christmas. No, before Christmas. So Christmas is almost here. And uh, remember, if you're going to, to buy anything on Amazon, please go to Lou Reads and click through my link so that I get the pittance of coins from Amazon sometime in like March when they clear out those kind of payments. And um, it's still not too late to ask me to read something for a loved one. And it's not very expensive. Don't think about that. I'm a reasonable person. I just need bitcoins to buy drugs. That's all. Or you can just send me the the drugs. I'll give you a P.O. box and you can send me all of your uh, stuff. In podcast news, there may be some other news. I may be guesting on some more podcasts in the new year more often. Um, More information on that as it becomes available. And on the personal story and the personal front, my wife's next transfusion will be the final transfusion in her post-chemo phase of her cancer recovery, and she is cancer-free. So we're excited about that. And uh, for those of you who were worried about her and people still ask me about her from time to 
time, she's doing great. And uh, everything is hunky-dory. Hooray! Another news, if you're not playing League of Legends already, please play it. <laughs> so we can talk about it. If you want to play League of Legends with me, we can play League of Legends and uh, you, we can Skype while we do it. It's fun. And tell me if you guys are going to buy PS4 or Xbox, because I have an Xbox considering buying a PS4 instead of an Xbox One. I'm still debating. What are you guys doing? What are you guys didn't do? I don't know. I put it on Facebook, like what task with my friends are. I think two of my friends responded. Oh, the middle-aged gamers lament. I don't know if I mentioned that was going to be a podcast I was going to do before I did this one, which is all about being an old person who likes to play video games and how no one, no one my age likes to play them. You would be surprised at how many people I meet my age who are like, oh yeah, I used to have like a Super Nintendo, but I gave that shit up. Now I'm a very successful businessman. I'm like, nah, man, stay true to the game. I got this podcast thing on lockdown. Anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You. Groupie Stories from Reddit Edition. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.